So hi there, it's Late at Impact Skills. Just a quick short video today. I've been having a number of conversations with several colleagues and, and several clients, uh, much like yourself in large organizations, multinationals. And it seems to me that the, the, we're slowly coming out of this pandemic, but very, very slowly. One or two people are talking about in-face, uh, face-to-face in-person meetings. So that prompted me to go back to some of my old original checklists pre-pandemic. So we're talking about, you know, before 2020, so mid-2019, towards the end of 2019. And I just wanted to, to check in with you because there are a number of things that we used to check up on with the hotel, with the conference center, or even with the client themselves to ensure that your presentation and or your conference went as well as it could be. So what am I talking about? Well, I've got eight top tips and I'll run through them quickly and then I'll backtrack and go through some in a little bit more detail that will hopefully help you when it comes to booking an in-person face-to-face conference physical attendance rather than on these Zoom calls or Teams or WebEx calls that we're all so used to over the last couple of years. So number one is noise. Number two is the temperature. (laughs) Number three are just general distractions. Number four is the acoustics in the room and around you. Number five is the lighting and visibility. And number six is the furniture and the setup of the room, the configuration. And number seven is pre-testing all the equipment, not only before you get to the venue, but when you're at the venue. And number eight is, of course, to have backup. Whatever your format of backup is, have backup. And that, and I'll come back to that. So let's go back to number one, noise. Noise is one of those things you can and can't control. If you can control it, fantastic, please do. And what I mean by that is, If you haven't checked with the hotel that there's a wedding going on next door or a 21st birthday party or a 50th birthday party going on next door, or perhaps a team building conference going on next door or the floor above or even the floor below, that noise can distract your conference or be an interruption to your conference. So that's a very easy check, either with the conference organizer or the hotel themselves, that sort of thing. The other thing with noise, it could be as simple as the air conditioning unit. If you're in a hot Middle Eastern country, for example, the air con is working, but it's making some kind of screechy or uh, distracting noise that could distract you and or your audience as, uh, as participants. It could be as simple as, you know, the gardener at the hotel or conference center is leaf blowing outside the window. Or there could be some construction work going on outside your particular section of the hotel or the conference center. All of this is a distraction. Can you do anything about it? Yes. The vast majority of conferences and or hotel bookings that I've organized and been to with my team and my team have organized, they have a checklist. And these are very simple questions you can ask the hotel or the conference center up front before you even get there. So if I was organizing something now uh, for, say, October, November, December, those are the kinds of questions I'd be asking two or three months ahead of time to ensure when we get there, there are no noise distractions. Number two, temperature. I've been in many situations where I could not control the temperature. If you arrive on the morning of the conference and or the training or the presentation and want to change the temperature because it's too hot, for example, 
good luck with finding the thermostat or even finding somebody that knows where the thermostat is. The only way you can change the temperature in a room that quickly is by arriving the night before. Arrive the night before, check with the hotel lobby, the concierge, check with the conference organizers, what temperature is that room set up for tomorrow's conference? Because if you show up an hour before the conference and it's too hot, you are not going to change the temperature of the room. Basic, pure physics will tell you that's not possible. Why is that so important? Because I've been in conferences where I've been too hot and I've actually been in conferences where it's too cold and you are just uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, you are not focusing on the speaker. And if I was the, the speaker or the presenter, I know my participants and all my delegates are uncomfortable and not necessarily focusing on me. So that weakens and distracts from your key message. So temperature may seem like a very small piece of the equation, but it does matter. Distractions. I was in a hotel years ago in London, right opposite Hammersmith Bridge. For those of you that know London, there's a huge hotel there. And they booked us into a room which was absolutely opposite the flyover. And it was on the right-hand side. And every time a truck or a bus went past, you could see it, you could hear it. It's a distraction. If we pulled the curtains or lowered the shutters, then there would be no natural light. So there's a dichotomy there where, you know, there's a balance against how much you can see in the room against the flip chart or the whiteboard versus those big trucks and buses going past, which cause a distraction. So be aware of the distractions. And that could be anything. It could be a playground. It could be an airport. It could be a loud, uh, busy road, etc. Acoustics related to distractions, but acoustics can be very, very difficult. If you're in a room where there are no carpets, it may be this design of the hotel or conference room is that they've got beautiful marble floors, tiled walls, no curtains, just sort of wooden or plastic shutters, then the acoustic in that room will be very loud. You know, if people are wearing hard heels, then that could be a distraction on the floor as they walk in and out. The tables might screech if they're moved. The chairs might screech if, they're move, if they are moved. So acoustics and noise makes a difference. And as far as, as, far as your voice projection is concerned, it will make a dramatic difference on how that is perceived and received when the listeners hear what you're saying. Lights and visibility. So lighting is a big, big deal. And I'm sure you've been in a situation where the lighting has either been too bright or too low or coming in at the wrong angle because it's early morning or late afternoon. You can't see the flip chart or the whiteboard or it's coming straight into the speaker's face and they're distracted and they can't really see very well. Or vice versa, it's striking the audience and or your participants in the eyes and they can't see you very well. So be aware of the orientation of the room, the lighting. If there's too much harsh lighting from above, maybe it's fluorescent lighting, uh, it can cause headaches and it can be distracting if they're too bright Again, because you can't see the speaker and or get any natural light. So lighting and visibility is something to be aware of. The other one, number six, was furniture and setup. Just be careful with the furniture and setup. We've sometimes left organizing the conference or meeting or training rooms 
to a client or a hotel and we'll pop in. Maybe we've got 30 or 40, 50 delegates or participants and they've put round tables, dotted them around the room. And unfortunately, they've put table, they put the chairs all the way around the round tables. So for some people, usually half the room, some people's backs were facing the flip chart and the whiteboard and the speaker. So in order to rectify that, again, if you pop in an hour before the presentation, you're giving yourself an awful lot of stress and, and extra pressure to deal with. So our recommendation from all of my top eight tips is to arrive the, the night before, the day before. Now, for those of you that have worked with me and for those of that you know me, you know I can be quite anal about this because I want to make sure that your presentation, your training, your conference goes really well. So I always arrive the night before to check the temperature, to check the noise, to check the furniture is in the correct space. Have the hotel or conference center set it up the way that we asked. Is it classroom style? Is it theater style? Is it round tables, but only half the round tables are set up so we can see forward. Are the sight lines correctly done? Are there any obstacles or pillars in the way? All of these sorts of things that you may or may not consider make an impact on how your presentation is perceived by your audience. So furniture and setup. The other one is, the final one is to pre-test everything. When you get there the night before, not the morning of, the night before, check the Wi-Fi. Check that you can get a wired connection rather than a Wi-Fi signal. It usually fades in and out and it's not very strong because there are hundreds, possibly thousands of people using it in a very busy conference center or hotel. So if you can get a wired connection, if you need to use the Wi-Fi, try and ask for a wired connection. If you can't, then ensure that the Wi-Fi is strong. You can do uh, you can do a speed test on the Wi-Fi if you need it. But the other thing with pre-testing is make sure that everything is right. The sight lines for furniture is correct. That the the that your laptop works with whatever existing tech that they've got. It could just be a, an HD screen, a whiteboard, a an overhead projector, whatever it might be. Don't leave that kind of thing to chance, and certainly don't leave it to last minute. If you arrive the day or the night before, there is a chance to buy a new cable or to you know, correct the settings on either your laptop or an overhead projector. And is it possible the morning after? Yes, but it adds an awful lot more pressure and you may not get what you need because everybody else is busy in the morning. The evenings tend to be a bit more relaxed and you've got time to sort things out for the following morning. Finally, but certainly not least, is have some backup. And what I mean by backup is, yes, you can take a second laptop with your slides, et cetera, on there, or whatever information you're using. Also have it on a USB stick or put it up in the cloud somewhere that you know you can access it if you lose your hardware. But if all else fails, maybe you've got a, a power cut. We've been to places where there's been powerful storms or a hurricane and everything goes out. So be prepared, not only should you already thoroughly know and rehearse your presentation and or whatever you're speaking, at, or speaking about at your conference, you should know it well enough that if everything else fails, you can still speak almost extemporaneously, but at least you should prepare a few cards to use as a prompt 
if you forget what you need to say. And of course, you can still use the analog version of what we all used to do, which is a whiteboard with some whiteboard pens or even a flip chart, which is quite analog, but I find it very involving with your audience rather than just slide after slide. So analog isn't a bad thing. So your top eight tips, just to recap, if you're going back into a conference room, face-to-face, person-to-person, physically, rather than on these Zoom or Teams calls, here's a top eight checklist. I'm more than happy to send you the comprehensive one that we've got on a PDF. Just put it in the notes, say yes, please, or please send PDF, and I will do so. And so they are, the number one is noise. Is there any noise that's happening or could happen when your conference is running. The temperature, is it too hot, too cold? Because it will be a distraction. Distractions themselves, are there trucks and buses going past? Is there, you know, is there a party going on next door? Is there a wedding going on on the floor above? Acoustics, check the sound quality of your room, check your mic if you've got a microphone, or are you just speaking verbally out loud, in which case the acoustics are even more important. Check the lighting and the visibility of both you, yourself, the screen, the whiteboard, all sorts of other things in the room. Can you see the audience? Can they see you? What are the sight lines like? Furniture and setup. Number six, make sure the furniture is what you require for your particular conference and that the sight lines are uh, are created so everybody can see the speaker and there are no... uh, you know, pillars or bits of furniture in the way so they're having to bend or move, maneuver themselves. Pre-test everything, both your kit, your own kit and your own AV equipment and the hotel or conference room's AV equipment. And of course, finally, but not least, backup. Have your backup for yourself on a second laptop or, 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 a, or, a, or a USB stick And worst case scenario, be prepared to go analog using a flip chart and a whiteboard because you, of course, have rehearsed your presentation so well that you know it off by heart, or at least you know it enough to speak about it without having the slides. That's it. Happy to send them on a PDF queue. Just put it in the notes that you'd like a copy, and I'll send that off to you. If you're going to a physical presentation, they are invaluable, and I'm sure will help you have a fantastic presentation. Good luck, and I look forward to speaking to you or hearing from you very soon. Bye for now.